0: This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you are listening to Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade. My
1: colleague Kieran is in Trowbridge. Still, I'm still in Trowbridge. There's a lot of bird song where you are. <laughs> That's just the introduction to the song we're going to play in a
0: moment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you had some birds like roosting
1: right above your head. No, no, we had recently had our roof done, so there's definitely no birds up here. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, purpose of this show is to promote and highlight the uh, local music and mm. art scene. And over the next half hour, we'll play a couple of tunes and have a chat to a uh, special guest for the week. Karen, again, another amazing find. Well
1: done for tracking down mm. this chap, Ian Winwood. Um, how first off, how do you know him? So, Ian is really just a friend of a friend, and is a music journalist by trade, and uh he's a friend of frank turner's who obviously i'm a friend with and we've kind of met through that and he's quite active on social media he's very active on facebook and i actually added him one day and started chatting to him so coming up on this show and also next week as well we're going to be talking to him just about
0: some uh, about his book and and how he got into journalism and and like tips and advice for, for budding journalists out there really really great half hour i didn't want to condense it into the usual 15 minutes so we're going over two weeks with this one
1: nice so yeah it's a, it's a good for it as well so
0: yeah definitely so stay with us for that Kira, my weekly question to you what gigs have you been up to this
1: week uh so i had last weekend uh, we we had a show and it was a band uh from from devices now kind of all of it they're sort of they've all gone to uni and, and flown the coop but they're a band called daydream runaways and they're like a young indie bands and they've been doing the circuit for a few years now they've got a, a really good set of covers but they've also got loads of really good original material so they came and played in Trowbridge at the at the town hall they had supported by local musicians uh, Jack Cadello and a band called the Sunnies so we had loads of local musicians it's all like the future of Trowbridge music scene um, and it was a really lovely event all all, all told so um, that's the only show I've been to in the last week I've not been to anything else I Had a very quiet week of only one gig Of course, when we
0: spoke to you last week, you were quite poorly with really bad uh, ear infections and all kinds of things. So you're all cleared up and you're ready to gig and get back into the swing of it now.
1: Yes, without going into too much detail, I put olive oil in my ears to, to loosen all the wax. And then I got my daughter to spray water really hard into my ears and all the wax came out. So, yes, I am back firing on all cylinders. Yeah,
0: without going into too much detail, I don't know how much more detail you could go into. With the- I could describe the wax to you. No, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> let's move on to uh, a track, which uh, you have Excellent. chosen uh, the new tune by Luke Decisio. And let's rewind a couple of weeks because we yes. spoke to the videographer, Harry Steele. And this track is connected to the video that Luke won in a competition that then Harry filmed. I think that I've is got correct. the pieces together.
1: You have. That's exactly right. So Harry, who I'm mistaken for a different Harry. Turns out those two Harry's follow each other on Instagram, which is lovely. Anyway, so Harry said at the end of his interview, he said, my next project is this video for Luke Sissio." I'm just wrapping it up now. And we were like, wow, we know, Luke, I'm really excited about that. When this video has finally landed and it's an absolute belter of a track. It's called In a Moment Just Like This One. And Luke has two albums already out, two albums. I think they are utterly stunning. But this new album he has taken everything up a gear, up a notch, up a level, and it's just got more instrumentation and more experimentation and just more Luke. Um, and I really, f- I really feel like this has got some serious possibility of having traction. So I'm really excited to, to see what happens. He's actually playing on Sunday, the 14th of August at the Comedia in Bath. And I will be going to that if anybody wants to come hang out.
0: And I'm assuming this is the song that starts with uh, some bird song? Bird song! I yes, think. that's the it's one. we some bird song then
1: with Luke to see. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ramsey the hollowed out Carcass in my lounge There's mortality is so vogue right now i down Yeah The dust to clear. Let it serve to remind even our love just wants us alive. But talking to the question, what kind of affection? It rockets all to self with a time jump, should be taught. Playing out like an experiential audience driven enactment. So now, stop.
0: this is a new track by luke decisio in a moment just like this one that's on on the social medias at the moment i'm sure it, it'll be available to to
1: buy now or soon i'm not sure i don't know it's out very it's out imminently the new album called the banquet is out imminently um, i actually haven't ordered my copy yet and i really need to order my copy because i don't want to miss out but i'm so excited about this you know how like album art always suited 12 inch you know, gatefold albums hmm. he has gone really all in on the graphic illustration of this album so it's a proper music fans music album it's just got everything there it's all present it's all correct and I'm really
0: genuinely so excited about it well while we're on this do you have any product placements you can pick up an album that you have recently received I have I do not no oh okay <laughs> I'm sorry for building that bit up <laughs> yeah it's been a quiet week John no, it doesn't sound it. It's never a choir with you. All right, then we'll move straight on to our, um, uh, our special guest for the week, who is Ian Winwood, who is a journalist and, and author. He uh, writes for Telegraph, writes for Kerrang, and has just uh, recently published his own book called Bodies, Life and Death in Music, which is kind of, uh, in a way, semi-autobiographical about his journey through uh, being a music journalist and the people he meets and the experiences he comes across, but he'll, he'll explain that more um, more in the interview. Um, we're we're going to play this out over two parts. So uh, we will talk more about the book, more about the contents and that next week. For, for this week, we thought we'd just chat to him about who he is and um, a bit more of a his background. I know he's got a book out and he's like doing the media circuit and, and promoting this stuff, but I got the feeling he would quite happily sit down and chat to us for
1: hours anyway, just about life, the world and everything. I think he probably would. Um, he's a very personable man. He spent a lot of time with a lot of people but a lot of famous people and he just loves the story and i think you know i think we've all got a story in us we've all got something to contribute to to it and and i think uh although i work at a much lower level we've all got value john we've all got value we've all got um you know a story to tell so yeah i think he probably would chat and talk to us all night so uh i'll hand over to that interview now for people who don't know who you are um and this does go out across a lot of local radio so there's a lot of people that will be doing the washing up or whatever and they'll come across this interview so which is quite nice so just briefly tell us uh, your potted history and i know it's quite vast so just try and condense it down to two minutes
3: <laughs> yeah sure sure i'll be happy to do that hello to everyone that's listening this i hope the washing up pile's not too big uh, I am a music journalist. I, I guess now that I'm um, on the stump for a new book, I'm an author and a music journalist, but I'm a music journalist, and it's something that I wanted to do from when I was 14 years old, which, given that I'm now <clears throat> years old, <laughs> that, was, that was quite some time ago. When I was 14, I wanted to write for Kerrang! And now, literally decades later, I, I do write for Kerrang! and have done for more than 20 years I also write for The Telegraph. That's where I appear most frequently, simply because, they, you know, it's, it's daily. And I have to, at this point, add the usual caveat that, uh, that although The Telegraph's politics are not my own, they're going to hear this one day and just sack me. Yeah. Um, although The Telegraph's politics are not my own, as a writing gig, it's, I'm, I'm afforded a, a, an almost embarrassing amount of freedom to do with as I, as I see fit. And so I quite like that too. I like writing for them. I like the writing that I do for them. Uh, And I pop up in an American magazine called Alternative Press as well which if any of your uh, listeners are, are, are in the United States holidaying and they see one on the shelves, there's a chance you might see me in there too. And, and that's what I've been doing, with the exception of a year in a bookshop that I recount in my book briefly, uh, a disastrous year in a bookshop. That's what I've been doing for pretty much the last 30, with the exception of a year, for 30 years now.
1: I and mean, it must be quite strange for you, generally speaking, because you, you write so much. I feel like I know you quite well because I've read Mm. an awful lot of stuff that you've written. Mm. So, and obviously as a result, you you kind of feel like you know someone and then you must, you must get this quite a lot where you meet people for the first time and they're all ever so, what's the word, like forward and direct and really familiar. And you've got no idea who they are.
3: I I mean, yes, I'm always surprised because you sort of, I don't know who the readers are. When I write a piece, I assume that I am the reader, so I guess I'm writing for myself. And and the good thing about that, I would like at least to think, is that I hope the pieces are honest. Do you know what I mean? I try not to. I'm actually a bit pompous about it. I can do <laughs> easily three or four hours on the on the internal ethics of music journalism. But I just don't want to lie to i don't want to write the job is quite simple it's it's making the you know if you and i were in a were in a hostelry in the west country and you asked me if i because I get to hear albums before they come out and you and you said oh what's the the forthcoming album by so and so like and if I were to say, Do you know what it's rubbish." then i've got to i'm required i think to say that in print it's not it's really as simple as that it's about making the distance between what i think and what i know in terms of fact and what i am permitted to say as thin as is humanly possible and in a, in an environment where music journalism is, is can often be pr these days
1: yeah
3: that's a, that's a, a, a fight i quite like having to return briefly to The Telegraph, they make it very easy to make that line as, as thin as is humanly possible. They, they'll let me print any old scurrilous thing that I've found out, to be honest with you. So, which is so scurrilous. The, I don't think you've been sued yet, have you? <laughs> no, I've not been sued yet, but I, I recently re- reviewed Pete Doherty's memoir, which is called uh, A Likely Lad. And it's, it's, it's a shocking book. It's, it's not in a, I mean, it's shocking because of what's in it, but it's a, a, a bad book. But it's not as good, nowhere near as good as mine. Uh, and, <laughs> and I started with a, a story. I won't say it here. It's actually yeah. in my book. And I start with a story about Doherty, a really shocking story, and, and, and make the point that his life is so chaotic that even this story isn't in his book. Wow. And I thought, well, they're not going to let me get away with that, and they did. They just, they just, they just rang. you ran it past legal? Yeah, as, as we call it in the trade, and and legal were like, yeah, there's no problem with that. I had the story sourced. It wasn't just something I heard backstage at a festival. And I I, sure. I, I, I know personally, the there person was citation that, that, that saw this. Yeah, it would stand up. It, the story stacked up, as we say. And they just let me let me print it. I don't think there are many places that would let me do that. But to answer your, to answer just to finally answer your question, mm-hmm. the worst thing is now that I'm that I'm old that young that bands come up to me and and say, or people that used to be in bands and say, oh yeah yeah you interviewed um, you interviewed us in Beth. This actually happened. You interviewed us in Bethnal Green about two thousand three and you sort of have to flip through the Rolodex. and actually I did I did that one did come back to me but this, we're now probably north of 1000 interviews that I've done it, so it's starting to fade a little bit i try not to i do have a really really good memory But I've seen them come and I've seen them go, you know. A moment ago,
1: you mentioned, "Oh, you know, we we spoke about you know pass it through legal." Just explain that process to us. um, When you what you mean by pass it through legal? Presumably, you're passing it through to for somebody else to check to make sure you're not bringing the paper or the publication or yourself into
3: disrepute. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example from the book. The book's called Bodies, uh, and it's about how the music industry can make people ill. I don't know why I laughed when I said that. How the music industry can make people ill. It absolutely does, yes. And, 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 it, and, it's, it's, and it's also about my own foolishness and, and also a little bit about, about being a writer and, and interviewing bands as well. I guess it's about various things. But there's a section in there in... Um, in the eighth chapter about a a sex abuse scandal at a magazine uh, that I worked for, I worked for actually, and they didn't sack me for for printing this. And I I realised when I was writing it that a a, a sort of a a, a big part, I guess, subconsciously, I realised when the book was published and I was thinking about it, to tell you the truth, that a big part of what I do is sort of, pushing against things and trying to make life as difficult for, for, for myself, I guess, as I, I possibly can. I remember once being in Paris on a job in Paris once and the band's manager, quite a notable manager said to me, I really love your writing, Ian, but to be honest with you, it makes me nervous. And I thought that's pretty much exactly what I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I don't think he meant it as a compliment, but I was no. like, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> So this section, which named the person, uh, I mean, it was backed up by text message evidence, uh, by letters to the magazines, editor warning of this person's behaviour. Someone who works at a rock festival, also in the same section, was accused of of a sexual assault. Uh, I I got hold of or I was given uh, the statement to the police. So so lots of of people were named uh, for doing terrible things and for enabling terrible things and the Faber and Faber who published the book were understandably nervous about this section it was the only section that I refused to budge on I think to do you know if you if you're creating something it is for the betterment of what you're creating if you sacrifice your ego if you take advice reject advice that you don't agree with but if someone has a good idea a copy editor or an editor listen to them because you know Um, So I was happy to do that, but this was the one section that I was just not willing to budge on. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And it went to two separate lawyers. It went to Faber and Faber's in-house lawyer, and it went to an external lawyer who who specialised in libel. And it was also read by one of the very high-ups at the company. And all three of them were agreed that the story was in the public interest and actually deserved to be told. And between them, they requested about half a dozen cuts that are so minor that today I would struggle to tell you what they were. So it's not necessarily something to be frightened of. I think if the book, Faber and Faber is a, 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 obviously quite a famous publishing house, but it is an independent. I wonder perhaps if it was on, one of the corporate publishing houses, whether that section might have, I might've had a bigger battle to get that section into print, but that's sort of what it means. You, you know, if I met you backstage at a festival, Kieran, and you told me a story you'd heard from someone who'd heard it, who'd heard it, who'd heard it. Heard it yeah. And I stuck that into print that that's legal. Aren't going to go for that. You need to have the, the more serious the accusation that you're leveling and the more, the greater the chance there is of, of of actually ruining someone's life, i I was certain that what i was what I was alleging and leveling in in, in that section of the book With was family. the truth, but I proved it to be true to, to the standard required by the law so that, that that's what it means. Not very few things in music journalism go through legal
0: Ian, can, can, you, uh, can you give us another plug for your book what, what it's called Where to find It?
3: Uh yeah, I'd be happy to. The book is called Bodies, Life and Death in Music. And it's by me, Ian Winwood, uh, and No Relation to Steve. And it is published by Faber and Faber. And I believe the phrase is it's available in all good bookshops. And I I imagine a few bad bookshops as well. <laughs> uh, and um online corporate behemoths as well carry it.
1: We always invite a guest the to to pick a song to to finish on. Um so could you pick a song for us?
3: It's by uh, an Australian brand called The Chats, uh, okay. who, are a, who are a punk rock band. They're playing 6,000 trees. Uh, like 3, in, trees. Uh, to, how many trees is it? 3,000. Well, there'll be 6,000 there by the time the chats. The, uh, the title of the album, which is out on Friday, the August the 19th, I can't say the title of the album on the radio. The lead-off single is a song about a car called 6L GTR. And with apologies to the Nova Twins and Bob Villan, who were also in the running for my pick, but I've been listening uh, to the chats a lot, so I thought I'd go with my heart. Uh,
2: GTR 6 later GTR 6 later GTR stake GTR Sixth leader GTR GTR fancy car to see six liter GTR. No need her. Big flush, fancy car to six liter GTR. No need her. Big flush, fancy car to see her, six liter GTR. No need her. Big flush, fancy car to six liter GTR. No need her. Big flash, fancy car
0: to see her, six liter GTR. Karen, we don't play enough Australian punk on this show. <laughs> Definitely not. But... <laughs> That tune is 6L GTR. It is by The Chats.
1: Actually, you know what, John? Right now, I have a friend in Australia. Um, he, he's obviously Australian. He's gone back to see his dad. I'm going to send him a message as soon as I get off this Zoom, and I'm going to ask him to buy me their album whilst he's out there to get a genuine Australian version. On, on the current festival lineup for 2003,
0: the Chats are playing on Saturday evening on the main stage, 6.40. They
1: main stage as well. Mm-hmm on saturday night 6 40 lovely well i will definitely be going to watch that john and uh, yeah as i said we'll um, that, that interview we just played
0: is part one There will be part two next week so uh, if you enjoyed that one then come back to us next
1: week for even more news time kieran what have you got to talk to us about this week i had a really really great piece of news so there's a lot of people out there that listen to this that are going to know a band called car seat headrest are you familiar with Car Seat Headrest? hmm yeah. American indie, American bands, really culty. People love them. I kind um, of want them to now play on the same bill as Car Sick. Car Sick. Car, sick.
0: <laughs> car Seat
1: Headrest. Yes, well, anyway, 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 John. The principal frontman singer-songwriter of the band, he's come out as a furry. And I don't know if anybody knows what a furry is, but a furry is a person who likes to dress up as an animal. Um, and he's come out as a furry. And uh, for me and, and in in the world that I live in, it, it has broken the internet. So if you're into your American indie and you're into being a furry, then Carsey Headrest are the band for you. Has he done any gigs in in his furs? Yes, he has. Okay. So- I don't know. I, there was a whole interview. I think it was on Alternative Press or one of those websites. But there's a whole interview with him. And then he basically played live just just the once. And he, he, he put on his fox suit or his wolf suit, or whatever it was. And he played live. And then but then there's loads of pictures of him doing like radio sessions and interviews dressed as a furry. So the only reason I don't do that myself is I get too hot anyway. I couldn't put extra fur on. Well, this is it. He did. He did say as well that he wasn't going to do it for all any more live dates because it is too hot in the suit on stage under the lights. But I think that's just a cop out. I think if you're going to be a furry, go all in. I can imagine it's very comfy. Fair play to him.
0: <laughs> I just had a little bit of news. I just wanted to very yes. quickly mention our friend Big Jeff. That was another piece of news, but it was quite a sad piece of news. So mm-hmm. I'll let you carry on with that story. So, for people who don't know Big Jeff, he's kind of a Bristol gig going icon. Um, so Eddie. he will attend. Any gig under the sun, like 365 nights of the year, he is at a gig somewhere in Bristol. It's really cult status. If if he turns up to your gig, then then your band is you're going to make it. So <laughs> quite sadly, that um, he was involved in a, a house fire uh, last week. He's currently recovering, I believe, in Swansea. Correct. No. I'm not Specialist on, burns on unit. condition. Yeah, special burns it unit. Just
1: says but, stable,
0: doesn't it, on the press release? Just says stable. So uh, obviously we wish him all the best. We wish him a speedy recovery and we really hope we get to see him uh, before the summer's out. Just finally, then we'll just touch on a couple of gigs that are coming up. And it, we are now brushing towards main summer big festival part of the year, which is very exciting. Two that are coming up um, over the weekend of the, like the first, second, third, that, that weekend of, of July. One of them up in Gloucester, which is called Barn on the Farm. Nice. Where they've got, uh, I'm not sure exactly whereabouts in Gloucester, but I think it's out, out in a farm somewhere, as the name would suggest. They've got Bombay Bicycle Club. Wow. Beepadooby. I'm not sure if you're supposed to smile when you say Badooby or what, but I, I always do. Yeah, me too. Uh, they've got the vaccines as well. They've got James Bay. They've uh, got Sam Ryder. There's all kinds of really fascinating bands there, which would be a good three-day. And also, really, just down the road from me, where I will be in attendance, is Mindy. Which is uh between uh, Monsbury and uh, Swindon. So they have got uh, Doctor and the Medics. They've got Space from the 90s. Wow. Uh, they've got Cast and Jesus Jones, as well as a load of amazing local acts as well. Amazing. I'm so, um, plenty more of that to come because then the week after that is 2000 Trees. And then we'll be uh, talking about WOMAD and Glastonbury. It- it's peak season, Kieran. We're going to be busy. It's peak season. I'm so excited for it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email uh, sheerisolation at gmail.com or find us on sheerisolation.co.uk. We're on all the streaming services. Go find our previous shows. We did speak to Big Jeff. uh, um, So he's in our list. We have spoken to Harry Steele about the videographer who was for the track for the first one. If you go right the way back to the beginning, we we did mention Frank Turner in, in today's interview and we spoke to him as well. It's all connected. We're all connected to everyone. We're all connected, indeed. It is a smaller world than we're led to believe. On that philosophical note, I will leave it there, Kieran. Thank you for joining me. Um, Cheers, Liam. Enjoy your week. Uh, Enjoy your gigs, and we'll be back
2: same time next week. Ciao. See you later. Bye.